0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to RPG R&D. I am one of your hosts, Jess Geyer. I'm one half of Wannabe Games, and I make tabletop role-playing games, and I'm here with my co-host, Craig Campbell. Hello, Craig.
1: Hi, Jess. I am co-host Craig Campbell, and I make Nerdburger Games games, um, role-playing games as well. Yes. Uh, and we have a brand new first-time-here guest, yeah. uh, that uh, someone that Jess and I have known for a while, uh, but. Finally wrangled him onto the show. Hey, Rich, who are you? What do you do? <laughs>
2: uh, hello, I'm, uh, I'm I'm Rich Ranallo. Uh He/him pronouns. I uh, design some games. Most recently, uh, we put out Velvet Generation. Uh, I think that first came out in February. Um, uh, it's a game about uh, alien rock stars fighting the man in a dystopian future um work on a few things here and there um we've been a igdn member with both of you uh for quite a while and yeah
0: and today we're talking about violence (laughs) rich tell us about this topic that you've chosen give us a little intro i'm gonna let you intro because i i know your some of your thoughts already uh
2: yeah i mean this was one of those things you know a while back um I was working on this, I, it was, I was doing this like Twitter mega thread uh, of just sort of like design notes on Velvet Generation shortly after it came out um, and kind of as Twitter was first burning itself to the ground. Um, so I'm not sure how many people actually saw anything I wrote there. But you know, one, one of the topics that, that uh, I touched on that I turned out to have uh, stronger feelings on than I originally thought was um, kind of the, the 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 role that violence played in that game and it sort of spiraled into this like kind of how we think about that subject because it is so like key to you know a lot of old school rpgs and sort of how that is corrected for and i would say sometimes overcorrected for in um some indie rpgs and stuff and yeah i think that it 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 plays a different role in um in that game than it does, I think, in a lot of people's minds. And I think it's worth thinking about.
0: Yeah, I've I've always found the subject of violence in a role playing game to be really interesting. Um I'm not I don't really I don't get really pulled into that much like a like a violent scene an action scene in a role playing game, maybe because I find combat in general and like a and d style game to be a little boring and long, but. I I definitely see, like, it's ubiquitous. It's in almost every single game I've ever played has had some sort of element of violence. Like, and I'm talking about physical violence in the game, and it's really ubiquitous in the fantasy genre as well. uh, Like war scenes, fighting scenes, people dying, swords, you know, arrows, all of these things. And I think, like, a big part of it is because in our regular day-to-day lives, we don't actually, hopefully... Do a lot of physical violence. Uh, It's it's something that is not extremely socially acceptable in certainly most contexts. And uh, a role playing game kind of gives you uh, a a more pro socially um, optimal context to engage in it. Um, So I think that all those things together, like the fact that it's involved in the setting and the genre, like the typical fantasy genre, the fact that we don't do it often in our very in our everyday lives um all those things combining to like oh yeah well obviously this is going to be something we're going to play and act out in I mean you can even see this in little kid games like little kid games are like pretty violent
2: (laughs) oh yeah kids are totally violent (laughs) um uh in in their minds if not in 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 reality and then you know sometimes in reality um yeah and I think that the you know the the it's it's always been it's 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 something that's been on my mind you know kind of low-key a lot is you know asking like lots of people who are who have similar thoughts who aren't like you know terribly interested in like combat which there's a reason I try not to use that word when I'm like framing these thoughts um because it 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 comes loaded with a lot of stuff like but yeah. there's a lot of people reasons why people who might not be interested in that in the in the case of games will still enjoy an action movie or you know you'll watch TV or you'll read books that feature uh, you know descriptions of, of you know some, sometimes some pretty violent scenes even if they're not really central to the narrative right and that I, like think I, I I was I was sort of thinking about this when like the, the 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 comment that particularly sparked these thoughts to me was something I heard several times from a few different people while was in the you know the design process of Velvet Generation which is you know it's 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 a it's a game about being a rock star it's a game about being like criminal and stuff like that and several times in this process people would say something like you know why do you like like why if I was talking about like the rules for for fighting and whatnot um I would get the comment of like well why, why are you even bothering with that like this doesn't seem like a game that's doesn't seem like a theme that's really about like about violence and, and, and the, the, the the tack onto that, which is like, I find just especially ironic now. Um, and it's crucial to say that I, I did start designing this game in 2018. I think that becomes very important, uh, is someone saying, well, I like, if you're getting into a fight with the police, you kind of already lost, haven't you? Which I've certainly heard a lot less post 2020. People do still say that however like you know if if you're if you're making a game about doing about conducting an actual revolution actually trying to overthrow yeah. the government yeah um the saying something like if you've gotten into a fight with the police you've already lost is now we would see it as hopelessly naive i feel like you know even if you weren't terribly involved in protests or or you know actions or anything like that that happened in 2020 and kind of ongoing you saw it on TV, you could, you could turn on the TV, you could like browse Twitter, you could do whatever. And you could see plenty of examples of people, often large groups of people fighting with the police and not necessarily like losing. Right. And it just sort of like, yeah, the more I thought about that, the more it sort of rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm like, okay, well, what is but like, what does someone like that like mean? And I think that it's a true thing if you, like, I think even if even if we don't, even if we're designing games that are completely not in the realm of like fantasy adventure games or whatever, I think that how designers and probably especially players and GMs think about combat is still very informed by D&D, whether as a thing to push against or a thing to embrace. You know, they think about, oh, if there's, a, if there's combat in a game, it's about a fight to the death. You know, both sides want to kill each other. That's the best resolution for one side is for the other side to be completely obliterated. Um, you know, they think about, you know, the fight being win or lose a complete obstacle to the progress of the story. They think about it being the main thing that the characters engage in rather than something that could happen, something that exists in their life, but isn't... Happening every day, eight times a day, I think, by recommended D and D DMs guides. Um, <laughs> and if you if you if you break some of these assumptions, you can start to see how you could think about this at both as a designer or as a GM in a different way, and in a way that like makes it a legitimate part of a game, a legitimate part of your story, um, without having to like go the you know, complete lean in and like, I'm going to play a real blood and guts kind of game, you know, like your game, you might be running or writing a game that's just about teenagers in high school. And like, it could be about relationship trauma in high school. And you might say, well, wh- why is, why is, why would I worry about combat or violence in that game? But like, I think what you should do in a case like that is often think about like, well, well just, just ask yourself, what role does that play? Like, well people get into fights over relationship drama people you know bullies beat up kids in school there's uh,
0: there's a whole scene in mean girls where there is an all out school brawl that is <laughs> that is like a pivotal moment in that movie and that is just a teenage high school girl drama game and there's still violence there and then you can you can also see i mean there's a there's a similar brawl in uh the karate kid TV series, the Cobra Kai TV, t- right. TV series, like it does happen. I mean, I'm a high school teacher. I will tell you that these kids aren't not violent.
2: Also, I literally just watched Mean Girls last night at a <laughs> so I know that scene very well right now. Uh, <laughs> and there's like, you know, there's even 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 outside of that, there's um, there's shorter scenes of violence. You know, the thing injury, things that happen yeah. to people that are that are bad and violent. Um, and I think that's one of the other assumptions to think about and make and, and sort of analyze is like when you talk about this are you talking about a fight or are you talking about an instance where something violent happens to somebody you know not to spoil mean girls but you know someone it's does a, get hit by like a bus it's like a 15
0: year old movie it's <laughs>
2: right right uh, <laughs> if you haven't
0: seen it yet if you it's haven't your seen fault.
2: it you know um you know someone gets hit by a bus in mean girls uh, uh, there's 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 injury there's short scenes of violence that aren't that you wouldn't dedicate an hour of playing the game to, but that moves the plot forward. And it's important to it. Um, I think,
0: so, like, yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I, that's
0: yeah. I think for like jammy advice, there there's definitely something to pick from. Like when you're thinking about what is the role of violent action within this game and within the type of story that you're going to tell and kind of knowing like, what's the motivation here? Like, why are people committing violence or why is violence being done against the characters? I think that that's super important to know because it does help influence the, the role that you have as the GM. Like how much of this are you describing? Cause if you're playing, if you're playing like a death metal style game where everyone has battle axes and you're chopping people's heads off yeah it's going to be like gory and and like like really over the top kind of violence but uh and maybe people are like the whole goal of that combat is for people or the violence is for people to die but if you are playing like if you're playing uh if you're playing a high society like 1700s drama there's still going to be violence there too you know people got into duels and things like that um but the purpose of that isn't necessarily to kill the other person it's to demonstrate your honor it's to demonstrate why you should you should be the right one and after the duel you're supposed to be kind of chill unless someone's well if someone's dead you're also still kind of be supposed to be chill. And you're not supposed <laughs> to continue the grudge like knowing what the purpose of this is and knowing what the outcome what outcome both parties want out of, or mul- the multiple parties would want out of this, is super important. Same thing I think happens. Like if you had like a like you have a game where there's like a lot of like animals and monsters and things that are coming to to kill the or hurt or maim the the players. Like why do they want? Well, like what do they want out of it? Are they just like are they hungry? Are you in their territory? Are they protecting their young? Like these are all things also that you can consider. And then ne- not necessarily like you said rich not necessarily does it have to end with one side being dead like maybe retreat is an option maybe like scaring them into submission is an option like there's a lot of different possibilities um instead of like let's fight to the very last hp and that's all (laughs) we're going to do which we talked about in our last episode like sometimes that can be really boring uh sometimes sometimes you're just going to kind of skip ahead until, like, well, here's the consequences of what we just did.
2: Right, and like, yeah, like you talk about yeah, a, a, an animal, a predator, like, a, a violent encounters between humans and predatory animals, if the humans lose, that's probably, you know, they're probably dead, but, you know, you're <laughs> rarely, like, ending it by, like, killing a mountain lion if you run across what you like. You you end it by scaring them away. Right. right? Um, I was just reading a thread about, like, people dealing with like monkeys in like Thai in, in i think thailand was the country we yeah. were talking about and how like you know someone's like old like someone's like grandfather or someone's like it was like yeah like mon- like monkeys attack people and if you just punch one of them in the face they all run away it's like well that's violence you know you're not yeah fighting to the death they're not even fighting like they're fighting to try to steal your backpack that as a sandwich <laughs>
0: right.
2: um which i would let them have but that's why tourists are a problem
0: right um yeah the monkeys do deserve your sandwich and your bag uh (laughs) you you are there in their territory um well sometimes though an animal will just be mean to you for no reason one time i was at a petting
1: zoo and a donkey bit my finger
0: for no Mm. reason but you know what i was petting the donkey so maybe maybe it didn't
1: i'm, like I'm going to say that donkey probably had a reason it wasn't <laughs> necessarily something you did
0: i was a friend of i was a friend of donkeys until it that point had, it, had
1: it, a donkey. It, it made it had sense a donkey to reason. the donkey
0: i did it do they have donkey thoughts that's my question do donkeys have thoughts prove they don't <laughs> i can't prove a negative Craig. <laughs> i know i know <laughs>
1: I'm just being a jerk.
0: Um, but no, oh. no, grit you're right. Like you're I also like, that's one thing I hate about playing games. they like, oh, you're even video games. Oh no, I have to like kill this wolf. I don't want to do that. Oh yeah. And then like look <laughs> at a video game. They're making all the sad dog sounds. I don't want to, don't make me do that. Like, give uh, me another option here.
2: I was really happy the day I realized, because I play Civilization a lot. The day I realized that in Civ six, the scout unit, which is on the map, has a dog with it. Um, and there was a day the day I realized that if you kill the scout unit, there's an animation of the dog running away.
0: Oh,
2: and I'm like, The people can die. I am just really glad <laughs> the dog got away.
1: Right. Yeah, I think, I think from the GM point of view, with all of this, um, it's definitely. Um, unless the group already has an understanding of what you're going to be doing like some people just go some groups just go from one campaign to another and it's combat is a part of it and they're kind of expecting it to work a certain way but you know if you're diving into a game you know it's it can be worth part of being part of session zero or early on when you start to see you know violent scenes combat scenes and the like um, to discuss about like you know what are are we looking for as a group like what do we want are we are we looking for knockdown, drag out your character might die this is you know a lot of the fights are going to be to the death so to speak as rich said or are we you know are we okay with with it you know like do you feel cheated if you know do the players feel cheated if the if the uh you know if half the uh the foes run away because they've been mostly defeated you know does does that is that not satisfying to them? Or can we have situations where you're going to get into a, a standoff and it can just be who intimidates who out of the whole thing. And it doesn't necessarily escalate to violence, or there might be like a moment or two of something violent in the standoff where, you know, someone slaps somebody else in the face with a glove or somebody um you know, disarms somebody else to attempt to just make them. Okay. Now just, you know, tuck your tail between your legs and go on your way right. um do we do we assume like and, and that and, and honestly are like- those are those things we want to see in the game is that what we're looking for and you know and then when there if there is actual violence you know like to what extent do we want that to be described there that this this bleeds into safety tools and some people not wanting to see certain descriptions of violence um being described like it's fine to say I you know I run them through with my sword but if they start talking about I stuff,
2: <laughs>
0: like
1: that's going to turn some people off they they you know they don't want to have to deal with that or 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 against you know, they, certain if,
0: targets like i don't want to see violence targets. against animals or against children Ooh.
1: Um, or, or particular types of wounds. Like, you know, maybe they've, they've been there, they have been injured in some way, or they had a, a family member or a friend who, somebody who, who had a very serious injury and uh, the prep, you know, the, per, for all, you know, the person still recovering from it or they or they've, their life has changed because of it. Like it's really affected yeah. them significantly. Um, and they don't want to see, you know, certain types of violence depicted or described. And that's like, you know, like Jess was talking about video games. Sometimes you like, you don't know what you're in for but with with a with a role playing game because the human element is there with all of the participants that you can you can actually have that discussion to decide well we're going to make sure we avoid certain traumatic things and we're not necessarily going to describe you know gore and viscera or any of that sort of thing
2: yeah and that's you know that that's that's another thing that i that you know sort of sort of came to me that's someone you know related here is that like anything in an RPG, if you don't talk about it, whether that means talking about it with your players at session zero, or talking about it in the game book or whatever, um, if you don't talk about whatever subject, people are gonna have to fall back on social norms, right? And people have very different social norms about a lot of things. That's what a lot of this conversation is about. Um, But if you think about what a lot of, I will say, at least American culture has, as far as social norms towards violence, they're pretty messed up. If you think about who are we okay with doing violence and to whom and for what reasons and what consequences do we expect from violence, you know, like it, to a lot of people, the, you know, police doing violent, doing actual lethal violence towards someone committing a property crime is basically okay, you know, to a lot of people. We, we, we still have that in our, in our, in our, in our culture. And if you don't talk, if you don't know how everyone at the table feels about this, if you don't really know how you feel about it, um, you can fall back on that. How many RPG, how many like intro RPG scenarios of various sorts you know, have as like basically a tutorial, you know, you're attacked by bandits. Fight yeah. Them. Maybe that means capture them and turn them in to the law. What does that entail? What does that, you know? Yeah. We don't answer we
1: don't ask the question, why are they bandits? Why are they you know, this, what what are, what are you gonna do to them? I, this, I re- this introductory module doesn't tell me whether or not the law is actually going to do something with them.
2: Right. <laughs> like or, we don't yeah. know what
1: or, the- or are they going you know, to be punished is- what
2: they're gonna do to them right yeah um you know i i remember a, a dnd campaign i started where i i had this happen and i like i was i was kind of intending for this to be an open question right um like what what do you do when you get when you get attacked by these and, and my players got really into it they were like well these guys were robbing us we stopped them from robbing us now we're going to be like hey what's your deal <laughs> you know <laughs> um and they're like well we're gonna take back the stuff you stole from some of these people in this village but like can 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 we help you get a job can we figure out something for you to do they were it was definitely not a like well we caught them you know they're dead kind of situation um i have no idea how any other players would have would have handled that and that was like that was really interesting kind of like defining moment fortunately my players were all on the same wavelength on that it could have been very different if it hadn't been before. uh
0: yeah I think also like knowing exactly what constitutes violence like I have a very um maybe not exactly what everyone considers violence um view on what that means uh, I think like the threats that not to get like super political on our podcast or anything but everyone knows my politics and I think that <laughs> Uh, when you are threatening to take away someone's home or livelihood because they can't you can't pay for rent or food uh, I think that's violent and we we get so caught up as a society I feel like on the like oh like punching somebody is bad or like killing someone is bad. But then you're not thinking about the day-to-day violence that's inflicted upon literally like all of us every day, getting, getting a little bit precious about one side of the equation, but not about the other, I think is a little like that, that signals to me that maybe someone hasn't really thought too much about violence, particularly state violence. I mean, moonpunk, like kind of getting to the design side of things. A lot of the things you were saying, that Twitter thread that you had shared with us, rich really resonated with me um, because you know, when if you are making a game where the purpose of the like the player's purpose is to be revolutionaries, not necessarily even overthrowing the government, but making sweeping changes to improve the lives of people, you are going to run into violence because the state and the authorities or like whoever the authority is in your game, whatever set uh, setting you have their major tool is violence against you whether it's direct violence with weapons or or otherwise or with the indirect violence of taking away things that would make it possible for you to live or imprisoning you um and if one side of the equation has all of this power and of violence they have a monopoly of violence and the players the revolutionaries themselves don't um you're not going to get very far in a revolutionary style game um and and not giving the tools to your players to to fight back um, is it's, it's not the kind of game I wanted to make. I couldn't see a path forward to having my players, you know, fight back against Megacorps in a dystopian government without letting them and making it like a priority for them to fight back against the authority that was doing it to them, like doing the bad things to them uh, violently. Uh, we have a whole art piece, like one of my favorite art pieces in our book is... uh like we have a, like a full page art and on the top it says uh i can't remember the exact uh phrase that we ended up using and bear in mind this is sort of, sort of a nonsensical phrase um it says the the authority thinks they have a monopoly on violence prove them wrong and it's and introduces the um uh, whole section on fighting against uh the authority um and i thought that that was uh you know kind of gives gives the players an idea of well yeah you are going to be you can't just <laughs> you can't just sing song your way into <laughs> a revolution you have to in at least in my opinion um, let me put the caveat on here in my opinion there's going to be some violence involved and that's what you had said too in your thread rich like violence is done against revolutionaries all the time and revolutionaries can fit commit, commit violence even to the point of killing people all the time in, in revolutions around the world and in, throughout history. Um, and ignoring that fact as a game designer, I think does harm to any sort of uh, revolutionary politics you are thinking about implementing into a revolutionary style game.
1: Yeah, I, just to, I, think- I just want to, oh, sorry. No. no, no. <laughs> I just want to note real quick that this is the episode where all three of us most recent game is all about fighting the man and actually dealing violence to them. Yeah, um, So this is the right group. Weird how, how a have lot of games
2: like that have been coming out in the past, let's say three to
1: five years. It's almost, yeah. almost, yeah, it almost is it's on people's minds.
0: <laughs> Certainly not a coincidence.
1: Art never um, reflects the uh, current state of affairs in the world. No, no, no. It's, it's all purely off the dome. Uh, <laughs> that's why
2: ai's can make it um yeah uh <laughs> um yeah i like i i just to 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 branch off something you said about about um you know what what counts as violence uh i think that that's 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 important to know it's important to think about um because a lot of people don't and it's why i am a little dismissive. like there's games where you don't want where like maybe violence is not really part of it that's in, entirely legit. Sure. like if, if that's if that's how how you're gonna do but i think that even making that decision you need to you should still like you should be making the active decision that i'm not going to do this and you should think through kind of what that means if you're making a game and you're saying that violence isn't a thing well okay is are there police in your setting is there a military in your setting even if they're not part of the game yeah are they there um are is like do people get evicted in your setting yeah rent um because those things can be very violent again even if it's not right there in front and center in the in, in the, the story but also like i don't know if you're designing a game Someone's going to run your game. Someone's going to pick that up and make a scenario with it. What should, what cues should you be giving to them? Because again, that person is going to fall back on their understanding of, of, of what is acceptable. And if someone in your high school relationship drama game writes a scenario where someone's dealing drugs and they get arrested because that's a thing that happens in high school, right? What guidance are you giving them as a player for your game that doesn't include violence? You, you should probably yeah. say something about that, right? And, uh, you know, on to, sort of on top of that, um, you know, things like the threat of violence, things about like the the the, the, the presence of it, that is one of the reasons why I use the word violence and not combat because like you know when I was doing velvet generation that was that all sort of falls under under it right um so you know one of the one of the assumptions I wanted to break is that yeah not every fight is to the death not every fight means a whole lot you know it's it's very possible in this game to get into a fist fight with a rival band no one dies no one goes to the hospital but like somebody wins uh and you get on with your lives um that's that's an entirely reasonable thing to do the other thing that is reasonable and this is obviously where a lot of games that are designed with those very traditional assumptions about combat fall down is like getting away from a fight right like I I I treat that as part of the fight if my goal is to escape I should have a way in the game that I can escape um because when you cut that off like I don't know if anyone listen, you know, either of you or anyone listening, if you've ever tried to run like a straight DD game where one side is trying to retreat, it just doesn't work. Everyone moves the right. same path, and you just run to the edge of the map or to the ocean or whatever. I don't know. Like it just doesn't <laughs> happen. Right. Um, so like, yeah, give give people a way to escape, give people a way to using, you know, like like in in our section on violence. sizing someone up and getting an impression of how far they're willing to go getting an impression whether someone's like carrying a lethal weapon and hiding it or something like that um and then also um like posing and fronting and intimidating so like one way to do a fight is to look at somebody and be like well this guy would run away if i pulled a knife so i'm gonna pretend i have a knife that's violence because i'm threatening Mm -hmm. him um but no one gets hurt it's still, Even if you
0: had no intention of actually being violent toward this yeah, person, you are no, yeah, still I, threatening the violence.
2: Right. I'm still being like, hey, um, and I, like, I think that should be included in violence because that isn't, like, if you yeah. want to have your game that doesn't have violence, but what you mean is you don't want knockout drag down, like knockdown, drag out fights to the death, then that kind of thing is still appropriate if or, or leveraging your social position and violence saying i saying I mean honestly saying I will call the police mm-hmm. is a violent threat in a lot of cases yeah. right but if you're not thinking about it as violence then you're not really getting a grip on the whole issue right you're you're letting people fall back onto that social norm which <laughs> can be pretty messed up
0: if if the if there is an intimidation factor of an or else kind of style thing like the or else eventually is always going to be violent like you know follow this rule or or what or well or else i'll ask
1: again nobody nobody does that (laughs) or else i'll ask more nicely
0: yeah like you you are you are using (laughs) you're using a threat of of especially like when it comes to police that there is always an implicit threat of violence sometimes explicit threats of violence um intimidation like if you have intimidation in your game at all the the intimidatory threat is that I will hurt you if you don't do this thing I will hurt you um it's just a kind of a bluff backed up by your overall stature or your your ability to cause fear into somebody I think that those are all like things to think of and again things that people take for granted and I'm really I'm trying to think of like like even like kids movies, like every kid movie I can think of has violence in it. Like like they all have violence in them. I can't think of a single one off the top of my head where there is not at least an implicit threat of violence.
1: Yeah. If, if, if if anything, like it's, it may, it might be cartoonish. Yeah. But it's still like, everybody knows, Oh, this is the cartoonish version of somebody getting hurt. So like the idea Mm -hmm. of violence is still there, even if you're playing it for giggles. Yeah. And if you're
2: making that choice, that's a totally fine choice to make. But you are making it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. you you have to be conscious of it and and really and really do think it through. i I do like I just there was that whole hope punk genre idea, like stuff like that. like it feels a little naive to me. I feel like if you throw the word punk into your game, you're implying that there is. You know, there is an authoritative threat against you. Like, you can't just, again, you can't just sing song your way into changing the world. It doesn't work that way because the people who have the power are going to hold on to it. They're going to they're gonna hold on to it and they will use every tool at their disposal to prevent you from doing so. Um, and I think also with the fact that, like, there are people out there who say, like, like I can't believe that like, all these people think that they have to include violence in their games. I think that that's also a little naive because it is... So, like it's violence has been with us as a species since literally before we evolved into humans. like it's been around the whole state of life is violence in a lot of ways. um yeah you can make commentary about it and about like a potential path forward from violence, but um I don't well, know. And I feel like people can be a little judgy about it
2: there's 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 a distinction between saying, you know, I'm running this game i I don't want to like when you think about like Hope, Hope Punk or, or if you think about any sort of like, you know, there's this, I just I just wrote a dystopian game, you know, um, if I want to make a believable dystopia, I have to be very careful not to make it nicer than the real world currently is, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, that being said, I know that not everybody wants to be like, you know show me all the misery right show me show me like sometimes you do do these things to 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 escape from things but like you you know and that's totally valid for like you know safety tools uh and whatever like sometimes sometimes you want something that is you know just purely nice and 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 whatever um yeah. I think that it is it is i would not take it upon myself to make the challenge of a game of, of a, a fictional setting where bad things don't happen but I'm still I still have things I want to do especially yeah. the kind of things that people often do in, in in RPGs right um I I commend anyone who wants to try to do that and and and, and doesn't I would I, I I would much rather take the position as a designer of saying there are these things in the world you guys at your table talk about how much you want to represent that but you not representing it in your story or talking about it directly. You should still recognize that it's out there. At the world.
0: I think I can think of exactly one genre. Have you ever seen those YouTube videos where they send the little monkey out to do chores and errands in the world? And the things that the, the little monkey comes across that are problems are like, oh, I'm getting distracted or, oh, I can't climb this wall now. You can make a little cute game like that. I love that genre of YouTube video. But not <laughs> not not the kind of game. And maybe and maybe there is even Unfortunately
2: if I feel like if you made an RPG of that, uh you're you're opening up some possibilities. <laughs> you might be. I don't know. I don't know. Someone <laughs> somewhere. You know, uh maybe. I don't...
0: There's another one where they have like a little dog and a, and a little monkey. They go on adventures too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like, again, like that, that's like a kind of fantasy, like, oh, we're in a world where it's just these two cute little guys and we're going to ignore, like, it's not realistic. It's not realistic. Yeah. It's certainly just like a little, little zoom in lens on the a world. Cute,
1: yeah. The world exists thing. around the, the little bubble around these animals at this moment in time mm-hmm. is, yeah. is a purely non-violent little bubble but like
2: yeah when, when you're when you're when you're but when you're if, if you if you were doing that you would very much be making the conscious effort you are still thinking right. about it
0: yeah right no yeah
2: um yeah. uh when you're if you if you were doing you know cartoonish violence like uh, craig like you mentioned like like Wiley e. coyote is not gonna die when he falls off the cliff but he still doesn't want to fall off the cliff right
0: He's still going to um, become a little accordion at the end. Yeah.
2: yeah, and that's not He doesn't. He doesn't like that. Although it did. It did put in mind like, what if there was one Looney Tunes cartoon where Wiley Coyote gets hit with the anvil and just dies?
0: That's <laughs> the itchy and scratchy show. From the yeah, after yeah. his
2: funeral, the Road Runner is dealing with the guilt. He didn't know that was going to happen. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's a acme thought. goes out of business. <laughs>
1: There's, there's an expose
2: that. that like this company is just the, oh god okay no i did have an idea for for an <laughs> RPG that's kind of like this but we can well i'm, I'm
1: not gonna talk <laughs> about that that never happens on this show um, <sighs> uh yeah i mean even in a game uh, like if you're just des- if you're designing a game that's very very light on violence or you that you don't intend to describe violence as being part of the game y- you you might address it and, and the lack of violence or the idea that it's not part of the game in the game text. You might also just be one of those things that you keep in mind as you are designing to make sure you don't accidentally roll into the realm of designing something that can easily become a violent kind of thing. Um if that's not, <clears throat> if that's not what you want to happen in the game. So you you're, you you know you are going to think about it. I mean, it's the same way as you're going to think about like um if I'm writing a game where I get like like the, the voice that I use to write the game is a little snarky and kind of, you know, make some crude, you know, crude jokes or or rid- ridiculous jokes or silly jokes or like, do I push it too far? Do I suddenly get like in offensive? Do I, do I, the, does the voice turn, you know, vulgar and needlessly vulgar or or something? Um, if you've got a game that um, gets into, you know, like any aspect of the, of human nature, like there's the potential that you Go further with it than you really intended to when you incorporate it, and violence is certainly one of those things. Like I did, I've I've made conscious choices in how I talk about um, combat or violent stuff in some of the game stuff that I've designed. Like, uh, you know, the Capers games all refer to action sequences. I never call anything combat because they these characters are full up on superpowers where they can like do mind control stuff and just send people away or get them to stop fighting or otherwise end the situation your, your I, did, I didn't options. want to I didn't want to imply that it's always about dealing damage to the other person like good strong hands is the same way I the, the word combat barely appears um in the game and you can it was designed specifically to be able to end you can be the person who ends a a confrontation with a violent foe via any means. Like if you can think of a reason, a way to use the, use your, you know, to do a mind check or a heart check or a charm check that ends the, ends the the potentially violent confrontation or maybe a violent a confrontation that has turned violent. You can actually go that way. So I, 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 I was very specific about like making sure I don't talk about like, these are the combat rules. I talk about, here's all the task resolution, here's how it all works, and here's how you can use it in different things. And then I had like one little example of like, here's a combat, um, uh, I, like I call it like, you know, a combat uh, example, combat uh, challenge and an example, non-combat challenge. And I just describe some things. And that's as far as I really go, as far as calling anything combat or, or implying that there's violence in it because Good Strong Hands is a game that's like so supposed to be kind of storybooky. And yes, Sir Didymus might be swinging his sword around um and threatening you to you know to have at you um but ultimately like he, he doesn't really do much
2: <laughs> and yeah, violent it was, and it's
1: because it's a storybook thing and that's what i was going for with the
2: game this made me just think of um the andy griffith show <laughs> um which i don't know i watched it a little bit as a kid I, I i'm not i'm not like an expert on it but like the impression i have is that there was a conscious effort to present Mayberry as a town where not a lot of stuff goes wrong, right? It's not there's there's no grittiness to to Mayberry or anything like that. And thinking about you know Barney Fife, Don Knotts playing the one or the 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 the, the deputy he 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 carries a gun because he's a police officer and he has one bullet that is not in the gun.
1: Now as dictated by Andy. Yeah, but like this show. is like but, but this yeah, is right, very This this, this yeah. is a
2: show that's like trying to be trying to be like you know this
1: isn't you're not gonna making get it act it and Mayberry. explicit explicitly um, kind of describing that like this is a a but, non-violent you know idyllic small town. But
2: they still talk about the gun, but it's still there, and they talk about the bullet. The bullet is there, and every They've now and then, yeah, when you tell them that the bullet is not in the gun. You're setting clear stakes for what violence means in the setting. You are not saying, he's a cop. Don't worry if he doesn't. Don't, don't worry about whether he has a cop. Don't worry about whether it's a don't, Just Don't think about guns when you're watching Mayberry. You don't want to think about violence. This is a night. But no, like there's like, there's a gun. Here's a bullet. It's not in there. That tells you what you need to know about the role of violence in this setting. That's, you know? I like, that that's like, you can I like do that
1: in like a fairy tale setting. You can do something similar, right? The sword's there. I'm not murdering, but, he, but it's peace tied. We, like. we make a, we make a point of telling you that it's peace tied that he yeah. it, it can't be drawn in haste. Sure. Um, I want to. I like say that as that... an analogy. Sorry, just real quick. I like that as an analogy for, you know, how you treat and talk about violence when you're designing the games. Like, did I accidentally put the bullet in the gun when I was describing this in, the, or do in I my game design? It. Yeah,
0: I want to say that I think it's Wonder home. Like, there's like one character that has a sword. Um, and if they draw it, like they have to like kill somebody and then their character's done. Like I isn't that mm-hmm. Wander Home. I don't know. I haven't played it. Um, but I think that yeah. they like the very similar kind of idea. Like it's there. There it is.
1: Yeah.
0: And once it happens, that, that, that's done.
1: If if it's that game, whatever game it is, um, that is a very clear indication of how violence fits into that game world. Okay, you get right. to do it one time. It is
2: not a game where someone said, Don't worry about it.
1: Don't right. worry about that. Yeah, yeah. right. It, it was it was thought about.
0: Yeah, it's, I feel like it's really hard. Both of the major game releases I've done now have violence is like at the core of the games. Like it's one of the tools. It's like the primary tool you have to get things done. Like there are other tools you can use in in Moonpunk, for example. Like we have a whole guide to direct action in there, but you know the the government believes that direct action is violence and will arrest you for it i mean i'm talking about real life here <laughs> if i went around and like was i don't know it polit- uh deflating the tires of a cop <laughs> car i would be arrested for that um and like the same thing happens in moonpunk or in the means of magic like the the corporations have you know, their own police forces, and they're going to, like, if you mess with any of their money, that's violence against them, and they will hurt you for it. Like, these are all things that, like, I've, I've thought a lot about, and I find it really hard to imagine a game where I don't have to be conscious of the violence in the game because... You know, a lot of the things that revolve in my life have to do with violence, implicit violence against me and my family and like the people of my community. Like, it's really hard for me to imagine not having to consider it into a game. I even considered it like with uh, the Covenant of PS13. Like, yeah, they're teenage girls and they're witches, but like, I know what a teenage girl is like. I'm a <laughs> high school teacher. They are not, not violent. <laughs> they are not, not violent. And uh if you, if you gave a kid a bunch of power, they're probably going to use it in a, in a way that's going to be violent against somebody at some point. Um, there's not specific um, like there's not like HP or like combat quote unquote combat rules in that game. But there is always an implicit threat of, of violence both within the coven and from the people in the coven to regular people in the high school. Yeah. It's, I don't know.
1: I don't know. It was, if, it, if, it, it, um, if you recall uh, a while back, um, I had a meeting with Jess and several other writers who are going to be designing adventures for um, Caper Cyberpunk. And we got to talking about, you know, uh, what everybody's adventure is going to be about. And I described all the different types of things that the characters might do. Um, and trying to get a good mix between all the people of like, I don't want them all to be combat fests. You know, I want like, you know, a couple of them that like are heavy on like direct physical confrontations with agents of the, the megacorps is good. But like, let's have some that are a little less so. But you know, in every case, I think, and I've heard at least the pitch idea from everybody, and in some cases, expanded information. It's like there's always the potential, even even in an adventure that is relatively, you know, at its, uh, on its, uh, su- on the surface, like oh, this is like an investigative adventure adventure essentially this is characters trying to figure out what's going on and once they figure out what's going on they can reveal it and there we go but there's probably a step or two along the way where they're going to step on somebody's toes and it could potentially get violent and just like thinking about like from a designer standpoint if you're going to be providing a bunch of uh, uh, doing an adventure path or providing a number of different adventures is like you know thinking about how those how all that plays in in a game that can go very violent or can go less violent like how do you think of all of that stuff? I'm interested to see what some of the people who pitched ideas that were less about direct violence. Where I did one. yes, and that one of them, and that's what made me think about it, is that one of them, one of those was you. Um, I'm curious to see like how light on potential violence there is in some of those adventures, and and whether or not um, it's still going to kind of creep in there because it ultimately is a, a you know, a cyberpunk game where you're fighting.
0: I would say though that even the one that I pitched, um, which not to like spoil too much about it, but is about like literally locking people out of their homes, that's violent. That's violent. <laughs> Rich, there's one other thing I wanted to point out about your your Twitter thread that I I really enjoyed that you had you have this in the game when you have the mob fights, like the crowd fights, mm. you have some actual like actions within there that um, I have seen play out in protests. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Uh yeah, and this is this this is this this was this was uh partly me like hearing the you know why don't you just not even have combat and just being like I'm gonna steer very hard in the other direction. Uh which is you know not not only did I include a combat section, I included mass combat. You know, this is like uh it's yeah, on one hand it's just it's a it's a logistical thing the the iconic moment you would think of in like a, a story like this is like you're having an illegal concert and the cops raid it you know um i don't want to sit there with every single cop character and you know um whatever so uh you know there 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 needed to be a representation for like the swarm of cops and then maybe the one or two you know uh, commanders or whatever but you know flip side of that your revolutionaries Sometimes, depending on the type of music you play, you might have fans that are pretty violent, the the characters, the the protagonists of the story could have mob violence of their own, you know, and so I um, describe that in uh, a sort of separate set of little like tactics they can do, um, you know, a swarm of cops can still just like beat somebody up or whatever, but uh they have they have access to a few different actions that they can do that their scale basically uh enables them to do and and yeah it's based on what i know what i know of police tactics from 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 uh, uh uh protests i've i don't think i've been in any situations personally where like this has directly happened but you know there's obviously like the threat one of the things that you know what do you use a crowd of a, a crowd of armed uh cops for you use them uh one of them is they can kettle a group so they can basically surround you and keep you from leaving a space they're not necessarily surrounding you and then beating you up although it can advance to that um they can I'm I'm exposing myself in not Totally remembering everything from that book, so I'm gonna go. No, it's okay. a it's okay. Copy of it. We we all. <laughs> know hey,
0: no, you're um, not expected <laughs> to know. Every I, for, single I, for, word I, for I
1: forget. I forget the a feeling, rule. I forget which 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 I you know which which rule that I ended up settling on for that. Yeah, thing? the feeling well, of wrote, um, I, I um,
2: the feeling of not remembering the words that you wrote is I know very common, but it still makes me feel a little uh uh yes so okay here we go uh mob mob the actions that a mob can take they can do they can kettle which means they they surround you they cover all the exits they make it so you can't escape because escaping from a fight is a critical tactic that you can do as a character preventing you from escaping is a critical thing that like a group can do um they can do a riot line so they can protect a more vulnerable target behind them um you know that might be the police commander standing behind them or something like that um but it could also be your fans protecting you know you're on stage the cops are coming in your fans stop them from doing it um uh and then a mass attack where they essentially can make one attack against everybody in the scene um and that's like like with the exception of like some protection from damage and stuff like that. That 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 like groups have. That's one of the only differences between a mob in this game and a single actor. You know, they have the same scores, they have the same everything, but like with that one score, they can attack everybody a scene. With that one score, they can stop everybody from leaving. With the one score, they can stop anyone from getting at the boss or the band or whoever. Um, and yeah, that's all largely based on a a completely amateur but uh uh you know I'll say interested amateur uh uh understanding of of kind of police tactics and and what would what would similar tactics look like if the non-police were using them which you could still do you know like like
0: I, I I love that like I think that that's fascinating like showing Again, like for like for my game for Moonpunk, like part of the motivation was showing people like, here's what maybe you could apply in your real life to do things that will help your community. Um, But showing like how these same tools can't that are used against people often can also be used by you to get the same kind of things done. I love that. That's great.
2: Yeah, there was a there was a I probably wrote this around the time that this happened. There was a particular incident in Chicago that I remember reading about as it was going on early in the 2020 uprisings here where um there were a lot of protests downtown and our former mayor decided that what she would do was raise we have drawbridges across the river downtown so purely feudal tactics she raised the drawbridges uh with the intent of stopping more protesters from getting in um she also stopped a lot of police from getting in. Um, this was not a tactically wise thing to do. Um, and I remember a couple uh, re- hearing about a couple scenarios where, like, there were some police that like acted like they were used to doing in a protest, and then found themselves surrounded by protesters. And I'm like, oh, a crowd of protesters can kettle someone too. Neat. Um, make note of that for later. That's uh, that's a good <laughs> game design moment. Um, and again, it wasn't a fight to the death, obviously, but like it was a fight. I,
0: I think that that's so it's so interesting to me, like comparing my game to yours. because my game came out in April of 2020, and we had been developing it before that. So before all these huge mass protests, before the biggest mass protests in like since the 60s and 70s here. Um and like all of the the stuff that I had in my game was really focused on like these small groups doing like more clandestine direct action um, as opposed to large crowds doing big, not like, like, like mob-based, crowd-based actions. Um, I, I wonder, like, I, I I really wish I had added some of that. Like we had added some of the crowd stuff in, in Moonpunk, especially when I run it now, a lot of people want to do crowd stuff. It's not yeah. what I how I had considered.
2: Yeah, um, what, when I was
0: originally designing,
2: what people do, what, and again, that's that's that that that's social norms, right? Mm-hmm. Like the social norms, like I, I I talked about how you know a lot of people believe uh, whatever. Like there's also a lot of social norms kind of changing the other way of being like, well, maybe fighting back against some of this stuff is okay to do, and I'm not necessarily like like. The fact that I'm willing to do that doesn't mean this is the murder hobo kind of game. Or <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, it doesn't mean I'm now just like a roving mercenary who will kill mercilessly. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe it just means I'm a person who had, my, had their back up against the wall. You know, and and I think about that, uh, the, some, the sort of intro scenario that um we published for Velvet Generation, which Jess did an editing pass on. Thank you again for that. <laughs> uh it's, I, I was, I was trying very hard to create a number of scenarios, like situations that the characters are in without necessarily saying how they should be dealt with. Um, and I've been running some version of that as like playtest and demo since 2018. And I have seen different groups of players react very differently to all the scenes in there. And even at like, Um, you know, running three games at Gen Con, one at Origins, you know, a a few like recently since the game has come out. um, It's been like, it was, I I found it really like rewarding to see that different groups of people solve those scenarios, those situations in wildly different ways, some of which include, I'm going to storm in and beat up everybody I can see until I get my target, you know, Um, and some of which are not violent at all, some of which are you know, walking in and just convincing somebody of something. Um, and like, none of those, none of those options bog the game down and none of those options feel like a shortcut. Cause that's the other thing is when we think about, when we think about violence in that very trad sense, you know, the, the, the D and D type combat, if you were in a situation where you could avoid a fight,
1: if I, if I'm
2: a, if I'm a, a DM running a D and D game and I planned for this big fight and you, figure it out you 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 get past it i'm like so we're ending an hour early uh like, <laughs> uh, like congratulations you were really smart but um i don't have anything for you guys to yeah. do this. And i think that's another thing about like thinking about this in a different way is is how do you how do you make it so that all of these are viable options and that's the way the sort of middle path between the like kind of osr blood and guts kind of really leaning into combat uh games i know not all not all osr games are but you know they're out there uh and the games where we try to like elide over all of that
0: oh rich this has been a fascinating conversation thank you for coming and speaking with us about it
2: sure thing thanks for having me around yes thank you
0: where can we find you and velvet generation and anything else that you've created
2: uh you can find uh there is a velvet generation twitter account but it it doesn't get a lot of use uh i am still on twitter i'm going down with the ship because i'm an online sicko uh my twitter (laughs) account is personal Beavis, uh all one word i will probably be posting most velvet generation stuff there the game is available on drive-thru and a number of game stores uh stuff like that in both print and pdf um those are probably the best places to find me. I do have something else I'm working on that I'm going to release like a, uh, a, a play test of hopefully fairly soon uh, sometime in October. So I'll be talking about that there, which also had some weird thoughts about violence. So
0: <laughs> well, by the time that this episode is re- released, it will be October.
2: Well, i guess there's not a lot left of sometimes no
0: there's not there's there's (laughs) no more days yeah yeah (laughs)
2: um
0: you can also find me still on twitter at Joska. i will also probably go down with the ship it's i've been on it too long i gotta see it through it's 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 still kind of fun for me Um, Twitter still has its moments it still has
2: its its glorious moments of
0: whatever You can find me in the other places that are similar at josca or on TikTok at Just As Awful. And you can also find my games at wannabegames.com or on Drive RPG or itch under wannabe games. And I have a Kickstarter uh, called The Coven of PS13, where you play high school witches doing high school stuff in the daytime and doing dark rituals in the nighttime to try to get their their goals done. So cast some spells with your besties. Um, and have the best prom night ever where you're <laughs> totally not going to subsume the entire high school in, I don't know, a pit to hell. I don't know. Whatever you want to do.
1: But non-violently.
0: Non-violently. <laughs> non-violently speaking.
1: And uh, I'm at Nerdburger Craig on all the various social medias. Uh, my website is nerdburgergames.com. And the games are available at Uh The fancy versions of Capers and uh, Good Strong Hands and Code Warriors are available at the store at nerdburgergames.com too. Those are the like the offset print run. So they're the same price as the print on demand. So if you want a really fancy schmancy one for the same amount of money, go there.
0: Thank you to our opening and closing theme song, which is available by Steph Sachs, licensed under Creative Commons. Thank you, Steph Sachs, and thank all of you for listening. We'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.